0: Welcome to our podcast series, Elected Ed, in which we talk about issues affecting the everyday governing environment for local elected officials throughout North Carolina. We're coming to you from our studio here at the UNC School of Government in Chapel Hill. I'm Patrice Rossler, Manager of Elected Official Programming here with the school's Center for Public Leadership and Governance. Today we're talking about trains. Well, not really trains. These are metaphorical trains. And our topic is what happens when a local elected official goes off the rails. We've found that it's more than just the risk of getting defeated in the next election. I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. Willow Jacobson, director of the MPA program here at the school. That's our degree program offering the master's degree in public administration. Willow conducted research with our own local elected officials here in North Carolina to find out what it looks like when an elected official gets derailed and who pays for that when it happens. Joining our conversation remotely are colleagues from Binghamton University in New York and West Virginia University who analyzed our data and co-authored a report with Willow describing the findings and what happens as a result. Let's welcome Christina Marty, Lauren Dula, and Meyer Holmes. Willow, tell us uh, what led you to do this research in the first place.
1: As the School of Government was thinking about a needs assessment for local elected officials, we were starting to design the questions. And in those questions, we started to think about asking what makes local elected officials successful that helps inform how we think about training, how we think about development, how we think about skills they need to develop. And then we realized it was important to also recognize that there are things that happen that cause an elected official to become derailed. And so we wanted to ask questions and understand better not just what creates effective Local elected leaders, but also what causes them to potentially get derailed within their careers. That that derailment is really important in thinking about kind of the effects on them and their communities. And so we started to be interested in this to understand both what is effectiveness, but also what are those skills and competencies and knowledge local elected officials need not to become derailed in the process. So it's how to keep them out of the ditch. How to keep them keep them on the rails. As <laughs> on you would the say. rails. Yes. So this was a study where we did a series of focus groups interviews that were conducted between 2018 and 2019 with local elected officials from across North Carolina. And participants were local leaders from 15 of the 16 Council of Governments across North Carolina and had a chance to participate. And overall, 132 local elected officials participated in 18 focus groups and gave us some great data about not just what they do that make them effective, but also how they think about this concept of derailment and what they see as causing derailment in other elected officials across North Carolina.
0: Our colleagues have looked at the data you collected and assessed what the data tells us. Today, we want to look at especially what causes the derailment, so not so much about what makes an effective leader, but what specifically causes them to get off the tracks. I think it might be typical for an elected official to say, well, I'll just I'll get defeated in the next election, but sometimes it goes a little deeper than that, and the, the changes that can be wrought in a community when an elected official fails— gets derailed, does something really bad, can be profound. I'd like to hear from some of your colleagues, Willow, about what uh, derailment really means, what the research tells us about it. So uh, Lauren, you want to tell us something about what your findings show? A
2: lot of the research on the concept of derailment comes out of the for-profit private sector. We see a lot about employment and businesses, not about elected officials. And the definitions we see there are that individuals plateau or they're demoted or fired or just don't perform as well as they're anticipated to. What we really See as a good definition for elected officials because obviously an elected official has already been elected. They've reached a certain point where uh, it's a level of achievement that's above other people. So, really, the issue then is what actions or events take place that cause them to potentially lose their next election but also lead them to not be effective as elected officials, perhaps lose the trust of their constituents, perhaps not be able to work as well with other elected officials on their councils. So that's really what we were looking at when we're defining derailment.
0: That's really helpful, Lauren. It's interesting that the previous research has been in the private sector, the nonprofit world. So uh, this concept of derailment for elected officials is really an important learning for us. I'm wondering what some of the uh, behaviors might be that the study participants identified
2: as leading to derailment. Can you say anything about that? Sure. So it's really interesting. We think about derailment and we think about behaviors um, that could lead to derailment, but derailment doesn't necessarily happen to everyone who perhaps has certain negative attributes or has certain difficult behaviors. There's incompetent leadership that might not lead to derailment, but then there's actual derailed leaders. So the private sector research says there's many, many elements that they have that have some sort of correlation relationship when they look at derailed, you know, employees, and they really vary widely. In some instances, we've looked at leaders lacking certain qualities. For example, we can say they have lacking sincerity. Well, we can also look at that as they are insincere, right? So there's the levels of sincerity. There is also lacking empathy, lacking political skills, social astuteness, these very often soft skills that are lacking in individuals or are difficult in individuals that lead to derailment. Trust also plays a big role in a lot of the literature, basically saying that this individual says one thing and does another or performs in a very self-serving manner uh, that has been found to relate to derailment. Interestingly, the culture of these private, often for-profit businesses might just be different so that some of these things might not necessarily lead to derailment. But we see there's correlation in the literature that these things can lead to individuals losing their positions, being demoted, etc.,
0: So, Christina, I'd like to pose this question to you as well, because when you think about the behaviors in the private sector, some of those behaviors might actually be looked at as positive in the private world. Somebody that is, for want of a better term, just not that emotionally astute. But Christina, tell us what you see in the study participants' responses to behaviors that lead to a derailment, the elected official respondents.
3: Thinking about what our participants shared with us, I think there is some of the themes that we see in the literature that Lauren just spoke about were also things that our respondents mentioned, things like people were concerned about lack of integrity and that that could be very derailing for elected officials. And a lot of that is people doing one thing, saying another. And sometimes this lack of integrity, this lack of trustworthiness exhibited by some sort of thing that had happened that they had done in their official role. And that was pretty common. But what was interesting was people also talked about things that actually had nothing to do with a mayor's ability to lead? For example, like the affair that they had had with the city clerk, but that that could derail, and that, that would be very different than maybe say the Amazon CEO having an affair. And so that was one thing that we thought that was pretty interesting. And then there were some things that were just different that. I'm not sure you might hear as much in the private sector. And one is failure to sufficiently consider lots of different people's opinions. That could look different ways, but having that buy-in, being very inclusive in decision-making, making making sure that what you're doing is reflecting the will of the majority of the people that you work for, not just worrying about special interests, and that really need to be inclusive in decision-making. I'm not sure that's as important in the private sector. There was also talk about just how problematic it can be to have information that was disseminated that was unfair or untrue and how that could derail elected officials. General lack of media savvy, again, I think there's a lot of private managers, unless you're CEO of a company, you don't deal as much with the press in the way that public officials do. So I think that that was a kind of a difference that we would see. So some similarities with what private past research said in the private sector, but then some different unique things that we saw among our respondents.
0: That's interesting, Christina. It's almost like uh, they're saying the public holds them to a different standard than they would just average citizens.
3: They have higher expectations. I think absolutely. We had someone talk about how, you know, we look at public officials as role models. We do expect more. We do expect good behavior, I guess. I also think it's easier because of social media to find out when an elected official slips up. And I think that was also an added complication for our participants. So that may tie into the
0: lack of social savvy coming up as well, because they're really under a microscope. Yes, exactly. So I'm wondering, uh, Maya, from your
4: standpoint, is there a cost for this kind of derailment? You alluded to this at the beginning of the conversation. So I want to highlight two costs. One is the individual cost. So we think about the individuals who are elected and they are taking on a real responsibility in terms of serving the public. And so there are some individual costs in the sense that the derailment can lead to the fact that obviously they could not be elected again. They may not seek reelection. They essentially are not participating in that process anymore, in that political process. So those are some of the individual. The more serious individual costs, I think, are also potential legal action. If they're making choices that are having uh, legal consequences in terms of unethical behavior, but also potentially criminal behavior, and you can't say, I didn't know the law, that's not an answer, that can also have some uh, consequences for the individual who is serving in this very public capacity. But I want to actually highlight something that is even highlighted through our conversations with with elected officials that I think is even more meaningful, and that is the cost to the communities and to governance. And so there's sort of two things I want to highlight in this. First is that ultimately, when elected officials are derailed, it has an impact on the legitimacy and trust in government. Okay, and so I think that's a really important piece to consider. And it happens in two specific, it sort of manifests itself in two specific ways. First, it can be in terms of damaged relationships, re- damaged relationships with the constituencies, but it can also damage relationships in terms of thinking about with other board members, elected officials who are serving in, in on these governance boards. The other part of it is sometimes an underappreciated part of this is that when leaders are derailed, that can be a huge distraction to the governance systems and the governance boards and that means that there's inaction that they're not able to move forward and they're not able to really take take into consider policy issues that are that need to be addressed within the communities thinking about legislative decisions and so essentially they get stalled so when we talk about derailment you're not just stalling one train you're stalling potentially like a series of trains you know and systems across and so i think that's an important consideration
0: That's really interesting, Maya, because as people lose trust in government, they quit showing up at the polls. They don't care anymore. Apathy takes over, and you really lose the momentum behind the whole democratic system of government. It's one thing to hear people say, those dirty politicians, but when you have an elected official that visibly, profoundly disappoints the citizens, then you lose trust in government altogether. That's a horrible situation for North Carolina or any other state. Willow, let's close with just a final question for you. Uh, What do you think elected officials can learn from this study?
1: So I think there's there's several things. I think one is it really helps to underscore that elected officials must be knowledgeable about governance as well as their roles and responsibilities in the political system, recognizing, as Maya just mentioned, that derailment of elected official affects more than the individual. It affects the system. It affects the community. It affects what that board can do. It really highlights for us some particular lessons about the importance of elected officials showing up and knowing doing their homework, thinking about what are the policies issues, that people really lost faith and elected officials would get derailed when they didn't understand their legal requirements, and sometimes that would go so far as them intentionally or unintentionally breaking the law, or not being ready to move work forward, the importance of recognizing and listening to diverse thoughts, but also the importance of being deliberate with media and especially with social media, the impact that those mechanisms can have on individuals within them, and the importance of spending time to do your homework, to think about and know not just about the specific issues in community, but the ethics laws, the requirements, the needs of constituents as you approach the important work that you're doing. So, taking time out to do the training training to engage with others, to check if the work that you're doing feels like you're coming at it in a way that is both within your professional norms, but also recognizing that your community is looking to you to see if you're living public service values as well as professional norms.
0: Before we close, I'd
3: like to ask our guests if there's anything that you wanted to cover that we didn't touch on. Thanks so much for giving me this opportunity to share one additional piece of information. I mentioned some common behaviors that folks mentioned that were derailing. And I forgot to mention one really important one that did get elected officials in trouble. And that was just not doing their due diligence and doing their homework, making sure they really have a comprehensive understanding of the laws, the jurisdiction that they're working with, making sure that they're being mindful and doing the homework that they need and planning appropriately and kind of putting those blocks in place so they can build that whole building they're trying to do. And so I think that was a key thing that also led folks to be off track.
1: I would just add to that that I think part of that doing that homework that came up for folks was the importance of listening to constituents and being available to constituents. Something really distinct in this setting compared to the private sector of folks saying, part of doing my homework is making sure that constituents see me as hearing them, being present with them, and including diverse perspectives into how I approach my work as an elected official
0: i want to thank our guests for being with us today willow jacobson director of the unc school of government's npa program and from binghamton university and west virginia university our guests are christina marty lauren doula and maya holmes i want to thank also our amazing studio producer paul bonner if you like this podcast you can like and subscribe to it on our website we're also on spotify Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. If you have ideas for additional topics, you can reach me at prossler at sog.unc.edu. That's p-r-o-e-s-l-e-r at sog.unc.edu. Thank you.